All right, guys. Welcome back to the uh, Power Six podcast. We have a special edition coming to you this week. We have the Rose and Max show. Um, none of the other boys could uh, make it tonight, so just to be Max and I discussing some Nebraska football, going over highlights of games, and an exciting news: Brad, Max, Matt Kingston, one of our guest pickers earlier in the season, and I are going to Madison, Wisconsin this weekend. Tickets are dirt cheap. You can still get them and come sit with us on the 50-yard line. Besides Headley. Headley's not invited. Um, with that being said, what do we got, Max? Some immediate shade being thrown at Headley. And I know the boys are listening to this pod because they couldn't join. So <laughs> at work right now, whatever you guys are doing, uh, shout out. Uh, we're going to have a good pod here with just Isaiah and I. We're going to get through a lot of content, uh, Nebraska game, and yeah. Madison, Wisconsin, which obviously we're going to preview that game. We're going to be there. Super pumped. We leave in less than 48 hours now, so super excited for that. Uh, but we'll get into this last week's game, which was a hugely disappointing result in Nebraska losing to Maryland 13-10. to uh, All three quarterbacks played. I shouldn't say all three. There's more than three on the roster, obviously, but all three that are, you know, in the mix played. All three threw at least one interception. Jeff Sims threw two. It was a fumble. And had a fumble, yes, for a total of five turnovers. Every turnover this game was committed by a quarterback. uh, And 22 or 23 of the 27 Nebraska turnovers on the year have been by the quarterback. It's a serious issue. And it was what plagued Nebraska this game because obviously the, the first or the Third and goal was a ridiculous pass play that with Chubb and Purdy. And it's not Purdy's fault. It's not Malachi Coleman's fault or Billy Kemp. It was a ridiculous pass play. You got to kick the field goal. I was furious after that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, we talked about it last night. 27 or 23 out of those 27 turnovers are from our quarterbacks. Um, I think the other three of them are from AG and the other one's from Emmett Johnson. That's, you know, that the ball security has been a problem all year. Um, and obviously nothing's changed. Um, I agree that pass play, uh, we drew up on that third and goal for Chubba Purdy. It should have been a run. Get the points. It, we already lost a game this year by a game-winning field goal, and it happened again. Same exact score. Um, I'm not sh- exactly sure what's going through Scatterfield's brain. I'm calling him Scatterfield for the rest of the year if he keeps putting offense like this. Run the ball. I Even if they load up the box, I think we have a better chance of getting a yard or two, especially on third and goal when we're on the four-yard line and, you know, make it closer for uh, Tristan Alvano because I don't think he's going to miss a kick like that. But just run the ball. It's a smart play. It worked for us the entire game. Uh, Chubba Purdy, even though he's not completely healthy, he looked pretty good. He could run. Um, That one scramble where I thought he was getting sacked for like 10 yards and then he gets a 12-yard gain, that was awesome. Um, Yeah, Jeff Sims, man. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, he is a turnover machine like I have never seen before in college football. I mean, it is I don't I like it's incredible. I don't under I don't understand it. He comes in for like five drives and he has three turnovers. Um he just he cannot he can't see the I don't know. Like it, it's just I don't even I don't even know what to say anymore. It's bad. No, he just he can't read the defense at all. No. Um, and that his fumble, like we've been talking about it all year, who hands on the ball when you're running and get, he's just running out there freely 
And of course, the guy's just going to come in there and punch it. It's such an easy play um, for a defensive player to make, especially as a D1 athlete. Uh, we just got to be smarter with, you know, controlling the ball. We honestly, we had more time of possession in this game. The defense really stood up uh, to Maryland's offense. Uh, besides that one drive where they had two, they scored a touchdown in three plays or something. Like besides that, the defense played very good. Um, I know passing is our weakness and Talia uh, kind of exploited that a little bit, but they still, they, the run defense is insane. Um, Max, you probably know where we're at in the country, probably still top five on the run defense side and run defense. I think. Yeah. So our run defense, there's no problem. Pass defense, you know, there's a little room for error, um, but still the defense is getting things done and our offense is just not doing it for us. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's just the defense has to carry this team so hard. I mean, the turnovers, you know, and then they were able to get the ball back down inside our own five yard line when they stripped the ball from Maryland. Um, the defense is just having to take way too much of the load. The special teams was was fine uh, this game. It was just the the turnovers, the quarterback issue, like five turnovers, and that again that play at the end. You know, I get going for the win, but if you have guys that can do that, because it's so hypocritical in my opinion of Matt rule. Cause he said that this is a defensive team. We need to let the defense win the game for us. And then he tries to go and win the game with the offense and not only the offense, it was a, a pass play with a quarterback who has like five career pass attempts and Malachi Coleman, a true freshman has to make a big time play, keeping the, the DB on him. Cause the, the route was, it wasn't for Malachi. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't understand. I think it's a horrible play call. Kick the field goal, and your defense now has the momentum, and I think they get that stop, and I think Nebraska wins the game. If you just kick the field goal, you take the play, because there's two minutes to go, and you're up by three. I like our defense in that spot. Um, It's just another turnover puts them on their heels. It was so stupid. And Headley and I were joking before that play, too, about, oh, let's throw the ball. And they did it. It was just ridiculous. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, we got... That's just being greedy in that situation. We got to take the points when we can get them, even if it's a field goal. I mean, that was yeah. the difference in this game. Um, you know, we kicked a field goal, say Maryland goes down and gets a field goal. At least we're still playing and we're in overtime and have another chance. Yeah. When you do something like that, you turn the ball over. I knew we were losing at that point. I knew they were getting at least a field goal. Because it's way harder to drive, you know, 85 yards and get a touchdown than it is, you know, 70 yards to just get a field goal. And mm-hmm. that's what Maryland did. That's all they had to do. If we kick the field goal, you know, they got to – and then once they get into field goal range, they probably play a lot more conservative if they even get there. And so we're still alive. I just don't – oh, it just was it was horrible. Uh, Emmett Johnson, though, had another good game, 17 carries, 84 yards, uh, five yards a carry. Five yards a carry. Emmett Johnson, in every game he's played, I think he's averaged over five yards a carry. Uh, he has. So, he's, there's a he's, lot of uh, promise for Emmett Johnson at Nebraska. I would agree. I hope he is the clear RB1 in Wisconsin. Feed him the ball. Our run blocking, I saw a stat the other day that we're seventh in the country in um, yards uh, before contact, rushing the ball, uh, which means our offensive line is, is run blocking really well. And Emmett Johnson's been running the ball really well. So keep running it. That's working well. Yeah. Um, yeah I know they're trying to, probably instill some confidence in their quarterbacks by having those pass plays. 
But you just you got to give it to the guys that are performing. Emmett Johnson is a dog. He just give him the ball. You have yeah. Emmett Johnson and AG. AG's a workhorse. He just turns it over sometimes. But we have those two guys run the ball, and then throw in you know the occasional play action to Fedoni or something and Billy yeah. Kemp. And that's I mean that's honestly kind of tough on AG because. You know, he's, I mean, what does he have? Three fumbles on the year? That's like nothing in compared to, you know, what the quarterbacks are doing. Yeah. Um, and it's I think smart. Jeff, I don't Sims, know. Jeff Sims has got to have at least half of our turnovers. Yeah. And he's barely even played. It's actually mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, And then Harburg looks shaky again. He was overthrowing guys, had the pick, and he's a little banged up. They said he has a high ankle sprain, but, he, you know, he's kind of day to day. Um, I, think, I honestly hope we see Purdy start in Madison. Honestly, I would not be disappointed about that at all. Uh, yeah. Purdy looks pretty good. I don't think he could play the full game, but, you know, say and he plays Jeff a half. Sims, you know. uh, I hope we don't see Jeff Sims. I, I, I think we will see at least two quarterbacks play for Nebraska. On I agree. Yeah, so. I think we'll see at least two of them. And then, like, I think Harburg um, – I don't remember what game it was, but he took a pretty good shot in the ribs. I think he's still like kind of afraid of that happening yeah. again. It was that Purdue think, game? He took a big hit. Yeah. Yep. I think he's. I think he's a little nervous taking another big hit like that. So he's kind of looks like he's a little bit happy feet when he's out there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we also we only had one penalty. In that whole game, we had zero penalties at Michigan State, so we now have one penalty in our last two games, last quarter, yeah. eight quarters of play. That's really good. That's how you should team. be able to win games. Yeah, I think Maryland had like ten penalties in this game. Um, yeah, we have really fixed uh, the procedural penalties. Yeah, but that hasn't been a problem like the last two or three games. Um, yeah, I agree. I think only penalty in the Maryland game was a pass interference, uh, which sucked because I think it was a third down drive. Um, oh yeah, is that one at the end? Yep. And there's that third down. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that could have been a difference maker too. They could have had to go for it on fourth down. They don't, they don't get it. We get another chance to go for a field goal. I mean, it's all hypotheticals, but still. Yeah. I just, I mean, I really do like our chances to, to win that game. If we just kick that field goal, you know, I think it's so much easier on the defense too. I think they go out there and fly around instead of all the pressure of the game, you know, them. Uh, some yeah, good news. That- well, I was just say Quentin Newsom will be back uh, for the Wisconsin game, so that'll be big. That's that is huge. Um, I was gonna say, you know, we kick that field goal, it puts a lot of more pressure on Maryland's offense to get down the field and score, and they could have made a mistake. Um, and you know, we just kneel at that point. But that's the difference. Those three points. That's all it was, and we got greedy, and it happens. And let's not do it again this week in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, seriously. Well, probably all that needs to be said about that game. We've talked about it plenty besides mm-hmm. on the pod, but yeah. So we'll get into uh, results of the uh, weekend. We'll start with Michigan in a somewhat dominant win, 24-15 to 15 over Penn State. Uh, Penn State got a late score to bring it within the, the nine points there. Uh, and Michigan just ran – the damn ball. They didn't, what is it? They didn't have a pass after like seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, JJ McCarthy threw eight passes the entire yeah. game. He's seven of eight. Marcus Scatterfield takes some notes. 
Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, we don't have a Blake Corum or a Donovan Edwards. I would say Blake Corum ran for yeah. 145, 5.6 a carry, and Edwards was 5.2 a carry. Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't necessarily have guys like that, but we're not playing teams that are Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. We could easily do that with AG and Emmett Johnson against, you know, Maryland. We got Wisconsin, Iowa. You know, we could, I think we could still do that. I think we yeah. can do that with the, our competition that we play. Yeah, I would like I would like to see that. Um, but Michigan looked uh, they looked really good. I mean, you know, they look like the top team, top you know, two or three teams in the country, and this is the first test that they had, and they passed. So, yeah, they they passed with flying colors. Um, Penn State just I don't know they kind of they set a stat for James Franklin. He's like five and seventeen against. Uh, top five opponents at Penn State, yeah. which is tough because every year, most of the time, Michigan and Ohio State are a top five team, especially in the past three or four years. So he's got to, once he gets over that hump, though, I think Penn State's going to start rolling. Yeah. It's the problem like, is that hump has been the hump for like eight years now. So I think people are. Well, Harbaugh had the same problem, though. And yeah. once he got over it, look at Michigan now. No, I agree. I, I agree. I think. It's a little bit apples to oranges because I mm-hmm. I think Michigan was still rolling a little bit better than like Penn State is because Michigan I mean Harbaugh has been beating James Franklin and Penn State even when Michigan wasn't quite to what they are now yep. so um but I I do agree with you and I would say to Penn State fans to be careful what you wish for because going ten and two every year I could get uh, I could get a lot worse and bringing in the new conference they'll be missing. Ohio State and Michigan some years, some both, you know, they'll be missing both of them. Um, and they could, I mean, things could be looking a lot better. Um, yep. So, again, just be careful what you wish for. It could get a lot worse than 10 hey, wins a year. We know. We used yeah. to go 9-3. and three. And people, what happened. people were saying that about Harbaugh, too, a few years ago. Like, they, people were getting on him, fire him, you know, those, those things were coming out. And I, I said the same thing. Back then, I was like, man, you just got to – I mean, one of these days, it clicks. Um, and even if it doesn't click, it still kind of is clicking because you're winning 10 games a year. So, I don't know. It's tough. But I Well, remember the first time Harbaugh beat Ryan Day? They yeah. wanted Ryan, They wanted to get rid of Ryan Day. Yeah. I mean – That was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously that wasn't going to happen, but the fact that Ohio State fans are going to act that way was ridiculous. There was some. I would say that was the the vast minority, <laughs> the loud yeah. minority is the better way to put it. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's pretty crazy expectations out there. I completely agree. <clears throat> uh, Georgia dominated Ole Miss. That was a huge win for the Bulldogs, and they look like uh, like Georgia again. Like I said in the group chat. Georgia is a different beast, man. Their offense is clicking. They're humming. Their defense is flying around. Uh, the first quarter of that game, I think it was 21-14. I'm like, wow, this is going to be a game. And then Ole Miss did Ole Miss things. They just didn't perform. Uh, I said last week, it's not Ole Miss's year to beat Georgia. And it happened. I knew. I've been watching. Uh, but the Ole Miss, give them credit. They're running back uh, Judkins. I don't remember his first Quinchon name. Quinchon Judkins, yeah. Yes, he looks really good. Uh, Jackson Dart is a great quarterback. Um, 
it's just tough when you take on a beast like Georgia, you know, back-to-back natties, 27 games, one in a row. Um, until they get beat, they're just going to be a different beast. They really are. They have all the confidence in the world to do whatever they want. Yeah, I, I know we're a far ways from it, but uh, a Michigan-Georgia matchup would be phenomenal. Yeah, that seems it seems like the two best teams, and I and I know that this other team has one loss, but I think it's if they if they didn't have that one loss, I think they'd be a clear number three team, and that's Oregon. I think they're right up there. They they their line play looks super good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Georgia face one of these like top five, six, seven teams. Obviously, they're going to play Alabama in the SEC championship. Alabama uh, and Georgia have both clinched their divisions in the SEC, so we will see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be good. Yeah, I, you know, they really haven't played anybody till Ole Miss, um, and Ole Miss just and Mizzou. They played Mizzou. They won by nine, which that's actually true. looks really good for Mizzou now. Yeah, good. yeah, Mizzou yeah. is cooking. They're, yeah, they are. They just beat Tennessee. Uh, what was they, it, thirty-six to seven? Yeah, it was a blowout. Yeah. So Mizzou's legit. Mizzou is legit. Um, go back a couple of weeks where Max said, "I don't know if they're the number twelve team in the country." They're the number twelve team in the country. They are they're slightly better, but I think I think they're right at number twelve. Yeah. Are they still ranked twelve? Uh, I have not looked. Mizzou's nine. I was gonna say I thought they were a top ten team now. Yeah, they're ninth now. Okay, well, SEC bias, whatever. I wouldn't um, go that far. <laughs> SEC bias. But, yes, uh, I think Mizzou is a very good team. Uh, let's see what else happened. Because we'll, uh, we'll get into some Big Ten talk. FSU beat Miami. Rivalry win right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona. Yep. yep. Over. Beat, beat Colorado with the game-winning field goal. Washington picks up the ranked win. They kind of needed that after that. You know, they hadn't had any big results um, since that Oregon win. And so that was a good win. Pick that was a 35-28 win. Utah was up right away in that game. And I was like, wow, they are performing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Washington squeaks away at the end. That Their was a, second half that was defense a great game. was, I think they allowed zero points in the in the second half or something. What was the final score for that? 35-28. I think Utah had 28 half. I they saw might have. where like Utah had 300 yards in the first half, and then they, then they had 90 yards in the second half. So Utah – or uh, Washington's defense, really. I want to talk about UCF oh dominated God. Oklahoma State. That came out of nowhere. I mean, I thought Oklahoma State was maybe like the hottest team in the country. Yeah. And, yeah. They got fucking smoked. Yeah. Cause where was, where are they at? They're in the rankings now. I don't even see them. Oklahoma State. They're down to twenty three in the college football playoff rankings. Oh wow! Yeah, they dropped eight. Dropped eight there. Wow. Yeah, that's that's insane. I did not see that coming. Uh, UCF hadn't been playing great all year, so there's always that one team that's got to take somebody down, and they sure did it. Yeah. In the in the space U uniforms too. Yeah. Those were pretty cool. Uh, UNC beat rival Duke in double overtime. I heard or saw that that was has like game of the year candidate written all over it, which I mean, two point win in double overtime certainly could be. I didn't get to watch any of it. I'll have to yeah, watch the highlights though. I didn't watch any of that game. Uh, no. it's a great basketball game. <laughs> great. And then 47. That's just a low scoring basketball game, is all that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. They went to double overtime as well. <laughs> uh, Oregon. 
beat USC 36-27. Honestly, I mean, I think Oregon uh, was a little bit more in control of that game. That score kind of shows, but nonetheless, you know, Utah or Utah, USC still they're still a good team. Obviously, you know Caleb Williams that offense, so it's a good win for Oregon. Yeah, I mean, if that USC offense gets cooking with Caleb Williams, they could still beat, you know, top 10 teams, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Oregon is just, they're kind of on a roll. Um, I think they're trying to fight back after that uh, loss to Washington. Um, in Washington, you know, they kind of haven't performed since then. So I think Oregon is by far the best 9-1 and team in the country right now. Yeah, they're, they're the best one-loss team. I would agree with that. ASU had a surprising upset uh, win over UCLA, 17-7. Also, Texas beating TCU, 29-26. I think Texas had like a couple touchdown lead at one point in that game, and then it ended up being a three-point uh, three game. So Yeah, yeah. I think they did have a little bit of a lead, and then I just kind of saw highlights while I was watching other games. They pull them up, and TCU was reeling them in there. Yeah. And then we'll turn to the Big Ten, particularly the Big Ten West. Uh, Illinois beat Indiana in overtime, 48-45. Not a Big Ten score right there. Um, no. There was not win. a lot. There wasn't a ton of Big Ten scores. There's no. Some, there's some high-scoring games in the West. Then we had Iowa beating Rutgers 22 to zip, the shutout. Um, that Iowa defense, again, is as legit as it gets. And then the offense... 402 total yards of offense for Iowa. That's insane. Deacon Hill was slanging it. What's his QBR? Do you see what it was? What is what is the QBR? Deacon Hill 58.2. Yeah, that that might that might be a new school record. That is monstrous for an Iowa quarterback right there. <laughs> wow. You're if, definitely... you can, if you can get 1.9 or above. You're good. You're sitting pretty good for an Iowa win. So fifty-eight point two. I mean, Never Iowa could have won the Natty in yeah. that game. Yeah, that actually, yeah. If they that played Georgia, Iowa would have beaten Georgia. Yeah, a hundred percent. Same score. They held uh, Rutgers to thirty-four rush yards and ninety-three pass yards. So just again, an overall dominant performance right there. I thought the Rutgers offense was better than that. Uh, you know, Gavin Wimsat as quarterback. He's yeah. been slinging it. Um, yeah, they just they couldn't do anything against that Iowa D. Oh. Speaking of Iowa, Cooper DeGene. Potentially. Nothing's been confirmed yet, but probably out for the season. Yeah, that's that's a huge development. Um yes, it for is. Iowa. You know, he he people don't want to throw even near him. Um and now, you know, teams that play them are gonna have a little bit more of a luxury. Uh, Nebraska uh, will still probably throw interceptions even with him not there, but when the, punt, yeah, that's you know, huge. the return game too. Yeah. Was a huge that is part huge. Of their, their offense and scoring and, and did you see so. in this game, he caught a punt and there was five Rutgers guys around him. He did yeah. not fair. He didn't fair catch it. I remember seeing that. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> I was like, this guy has some fucking nuts, man. <laughs> he has some nuts. Uh, Purdue beat Minnesota 49 to 30. That result surprised me big time. I could not, I couldn't believe it. 49 to 30, uh, which by the way, that is actually 
huge for Nebraska in the, the Big Ten West race because now, you know, expecting Ohio State to beat Minnesota, you know, Nebraska's – their chances look a lot better if they want yeah. to win the West. There's there's a couple scenarios that we'll get into, but, yeah, that was big. Yeah, that's a – that's like a, S, a, a Big 12 score almost. 49 yeah. to 30? Yeah, crazy. That's insane. And uh, the first half of that game, they were just going back and forth scoring. There was, like, no defense. That is crazy. Uh, from what I saw. And then the second half turned on, and Hudson Card, he must be good. Some he's, games. All, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right when uh, there's not a team with an N on their helmet playing him. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, and then last but not least, Northwestern beat Wisconsin 24 to 10. It was really 24 to 3. Um, Wisconsin got a touchdown with 17 seconds to go to, to put 10 on the board. Um, dominant performance by Northwestern. I mean, just shutting down the the Wisconsin offense that we know is handicapped right now. Braylon Allen had two rushes, I believe, because he's still day-to-day. I think they said it'll be a game-time decision for Nebraska. Mordecai has a broken hand. We know Ches Malusi's out for the year. And I believe Wisconsin's leading wide receiver is still out for the the season, or at least for now. Um, big win for Northwestern. And a bad loss for Wisconsin. There. The the Wisconsin media and fan base is like, you know, freaking out right now. Besides the ones that, if they're not doing good, just don't care anyway. Which is a Wisconsin has a very fair weather fan base, um, but otherwise, it's they're in like a dire find your identity situation right now. Yeah, that's a that's kind of an ass kicking uh, for the Big Ten West to get beat by fourteen points there. And like you said, it they got a, a trash touchdown there at the end. Seems to be what the Big Ten West likes to do, is get those late touchdowns to make it look a little bit better. But, yeah, dominant win for uh, the Wildcats there with the interim head coach. Yeah, and uh, I just saw today that there of a report that Northwestern is likely to hire David Braun as their full-time head coach. So, which, I mean, they're 5-5 five and five right now. I mean, they could very easily make a bowl game, which would just be insane. I thought they would win, like, one game this year. Yeah, so. I, I agree. Yeah, ever since I... Illinois and Purdue, since they both lost to Nebraska, have kind of turned it up a notch. Yeah. Yep. So it's very true. And Northwestern. Illinois, Purdue, and Northwestern. Yeah. And Northwestern. Yep. Um, in Wisconsin's last two games now, they lost to Indiana and Northwestern. So they are reeling. I mean, that's not a Wisconsin football program doesn't lose to, to Indiana and Northwestern. So that's interesting. We're getting another team while they're down. We had Michigan State with a six game losing streak we had maryland with a four game losing streak now we have wisconsin coming in with a two game losing streak i guess you call it a streak but they lost to two of the lesser back teams to back. Ten. yeah so with that there is a couple scenarios for winning the big 10 west the simplest scenarios by far and away revolve around nebraska and iowa it, it's kind of a two-horse race now there is a way still for each of the, the teams each have a scenario where they can win it. If Iowa wins any more games, they win the West. They just have to win one of their last two, or obviously both, at least one of their last two, and they clinch the West. Uh, for Nebraska, they will go to the Big Ten Championship if Illinois beats Iowa this weekend. Illinois has to beat Iowa. Nebraska has to beat Wisconsin. And then... 
We get what we've always been waiting for. It comes down to Black Friday, Corn Bowl, Nebraska versus Iowa. Winner goes to the Big Ten Championship. That's that's all that's left. Nebraska has to beat Wisconsin. Iowa has to lose to Illinois this weekend. If that happens, we get Black Friday for the Big Ten West Division. Now, there's a whole bunch of other scenarios where Minnesota could win it, or Northwestern, or Illinois, or even Purdue, I think, has like a super outside shot if everything goes right. But the, the, there's like a ton of steps that go into those. Mm-hmm. It's Iowa and Nebraska have the two simplest scenarios. That's really what it comes down to. So, as an Oscar fan, go Illinois, go Big Red, and then we get our Black Friday like we've always wanted in the last year's Big Ten West. That would be electric. We've been wanting this forever. Yeah. And if we get it in the last year of the West, awesome. Uh, like you said, go Illinois. We make go. fun of we go we make fun of Brett Burlema way too much. To uh, he's like, nah, fuck, fuck these guys, fuck the Huskers. We're gonna let's just lose to Iowa, and then they get they they clinch. Go Bert, man. Go Bert. Go Bert. No, that. That got me excited. Yeah, I think I think we have a very good shot of being Wisconsin this weekend. And Iowa without Cooper DeGene, you saw what happened last year. And Illinois is kind of on the come up right now. You know, yeah. their offense is playing a lot better. Yeah, their quarterback. Uh, what's what's his name? Well, they they're just getting their other starter starter back this weekend, actually. Uh, Altmeyer, I believe, right? Altmeyer. Yeah, I can't remember his first name. Luke. 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 Luke Altmeyer. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's twelve, but their 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 backup's been slinging it. You saw in the Indiana game. Yeah, that guy was slinging that thing, and it was all over media. I was seeing it at the gym. They were talking about him. I just I can't I can't remember his name. He's like fourth generation Illinois quarterback or something. Okay. Yeah. So good for that guy. Um, but yeah, that. That's that's a dude. The stars could align. It, could it, align. We we just need those two results. And I, well, the kicker is that Minnesota because they have the tiebreaker over both Iowa and Nebraska. Um, mm-hmm. So Minnesota does need to lose at least one more game as well. But they play Ohio State this weekend, so I'm kind of just banking on that being the case. And so when Ohio State beats Minnesota, it comes down to Nebraska beating Wisconsin, Illinois beating Iowa, and then we get. You know, obviously Black Friday. So that would be insane. It would be awesome. I, I want it so bad. No, no. If the Golden Goofu beat the Buckeyes, oh, yeah, that would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. Yeah, PJ Fleck would be doing PJ Fleck things. Oh man, I mean, he would be insufferable. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on from the the weekend of results, and obviously we'll get into more preview of the Big Ten West action this weekend. Uh, other college football action this weekend, and of course, Nebraska versus Wisconsin preview will be coming up in a little bit on the pod. But first, we got to get it in. Jim Harbaugh suspended for the regular season. He was not on the sidelines at Penn State. Uh, this Friday is the hearing for the restraining order, which – I don't know. I feel like it's going to be granted because the judge is a Michigan alum. Uh, <laughs> and I think if they get that granted, I think he can be on the sidelines. I don't know how it all works. He's suspended for the regular season. They're trying to veto it through this way. Um, that's his punishment for now. I would suspect if the investigation keeps going and more stuff is found, there will be more punishment. But mm-hmm. 
as of right now, that's where it stands. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about it, but after the Michigan Penn State game, the interim head coach was bawling. Yeah, it was that's kind of weird actually. It was very the, very weird. Harbaugh's trying to make them out to be like the underdog right now, and then he just called them America's team in their latest press conference. He's like, "This is America's team. America should be rooting for a team like this." And I'm like, Michigan's going full like weird, like Dabo Sweeney, yeah. just weird. Yeah, throw Jim Harbaugh on the the weird coach award. About to. Should, yeah, I think he should. Um, actually, we should throw the interim head coach for crying after the game, and like. It sounded like Jim Harbaugh was dead if you were just Yeah, no, it literally did. It sounded like he was dead. Yeah, that was odd. Um, in that interview, too, Blake Corum must have, like, he had blood on his face. I don't know if you saw that, like, well, right yeah, on the bridge. He had bridge 26 carries. Yeah, I was like, damn, that guy put in some work today. And this guy's crying. I don't know what that's all about, but. Yeah, it was interesting. Michigan, mm-hmm. they're, they're just weird right now. Yeah, I completely agree. And then uh, other big news. Never thought I'd see the day. Texas A&M fires Jimbo Fisher uh, for a $76 million buyout. Remember a few years ago, he signed that massive like 10-year, $100 million contract. And they're not even going to get remotely through it. $76 million buyout. Largest by a gigantic margin in college football history. Mm-hmm. That's Crazy. insane. Yeah. They, I mean, like you said yesterday, they got a lot of oil money, so it doesn't really. Yeah, it's it's probably not that big of an issue, but still, seventy six million dollars is a ridiculous amount to pay out to get your coach out. Yeah, Jimbo's got to be loving it. He's living the life now. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's probably on the golf course hitting yeah. on car girls too, like Scott Frost was the day he got fired. <laughs> and Scott Frost only got like a fifteen million dollar buyout. Yeah, Scott Frost is poor compared to Jimbabwe. Jimbo could buy the fucking country club. <laughs> yeah, he could. I know. Uh, that, that's insane. And now they think they can get any coach in the country. Like, come on. Who? I don't think they can get anybody they want. Um, we saw we, – we, we were talking about it. How they – someone guy was like, let's offer what's, – what's stopping us – what's stopping us from offering Kirby Smart $20 million? <laughs> <laughs> A year. A yeah, no, year. No, yeah, it's like, what? These guys are insane. It's like saying them as a cult. It's weird. Oh, yeah. There's some weird stuff going on there for sure. Yeah. But no. Um, but hey, talking about it yesterday, Patty Fitz. There's no way Texas A&M would hire Patty Fitz. That would never Patty happen. Fitz. That would never happen. They should. Yeah. Or uh, are, they're just going to get Mel Tucker. There's a cult going on. Tucker likes to do weird things. He can go there. That's true. That'd be a great fit. Yep. Um, what do we got next, Max? All right. Well, the, the Brian Ferentz points tracker, real quick, 22 yep. points. They're at 18.8. So uh, I don't think Brian's going to hit the, the 25. Not that it matters anymore, but it's still entertaining. Yeah. yeah, there's no way. I don't think, unless they put 100 points on Illinois or something. Yeah. All right. Let's get into college football playoff. Uh, rankings. Um, let's just start with ours, and then we can sort of look at the the committees as well. And uh, we got Headley and Brad put theirs in, so we're we're gonna be missing Connor and Devin's playoff rankings for tonight. But that's all right. I'm gonna start it off. Uh, my sixth ranked team 
is Oregon. I think they're the top one loss team in the country. I, I said that last week. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I, I agree, Max. Uh, last week I had Oregon. They are by far the best one loss team right now in the country. Bodacious is just, he's a dog. Um, that offense is humming. Yeah, they are definitely the sixth team right now. Headley has Alabama, interestingly enough. And then Brad has Oregon slash Alabama. Couldn't decide. Fair enough. I, I would question Brad, and I know you can't defend yourself because you're not on, so I'm sorry. Uh, but I would question the Alabama over a Texas when Texas did beat Alabama. That's so a I, feel good like point. Should, I feel like it should be Oregon slash Texas. But I would have loved to have heard your reasoning. So I'm sure there was a reasoning behind it. So I wish, again, wish we'd hear that. Um, anyway, moving on. Number five, I have. Who do I have? I have Florida State. I had them four last week. I have them five now. I still have Washington at five. Um, I just don't think they've been performing um, as a top four team in the country. That's fair. Hadley has Texas over Alabama. Uh, another interesting choice there. <laughs> and then uh, Brad has Washington. So same as, same as you, Isaiah. Number four... I'm going Washington now at my number four spot. Um, they just had a good win over Utah. Uh, wins are tough to find in college football. So a seven-point win over a ranked team, you know, that's good by me. And they now have two wins that I think are above, um, honestly, most of Florida State's wins, if not all of them. I, they just had, they're, they're riding that F, uh, LSU win now. So I, I got Washington ahead of FSU. The resume is more impressive for me at this point. Yeah, I don't mind that, Max. Um, I, I still have Florida State as a top four team. Um, I think, you know, they've been performing all year and showing out. Um, I, you know, my rankings, Florida State, Washington could definitely get flipped after this week after uh, Washington plays Oregon State and see how they do against, a, you know, a top 15, top 15 team in the country. Um, yeah, I still got Florida State there in the four spot. And then Headley also has Florida State. Brad, also Florida State. Number three, I have Ohio State. They moved back a couple positions. I had them ranked one last week. Um, it's not anything they did. It's just the two teams ahead of them now are, are just have bigger, better wins now. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I have Ohio State in this three spot. We said last week it was going to come down to how Georgia and Michigan play. And I think both of those teams performed a lot better, um, especially Michigan. They were dominant, didn't have to really throw the ball at all. Um, against Penn State, so I, I've been putting Ohio State in the three spot. I had them at, I believe, number two, or no, I had them at number one last week as well. Yep. And then Headley agrees, Ohio State at three, uh, agrees with you and I, and then Brad has Michigan at number three. Number two, we can just go with our number two and number one now, might as well. So uh, number two, I'm going with Michigan. They move up. Uh, because of that win over Penn State, they were just missing an impressive win on the resume, and they got it now. And then number one, I, I have to go Georgia now. I think they have the most impressive uh, resume because they have the, the ranked wins now over Ole Miss and, and, and Mizzou, and they look pretty dominant as well. Yep, I have the same exact two teams. Uh, I had Michigan at number two last week. They're staying there. Um, I think they are still performing great, but the win for Georgia over Ole Miss was just – 
too dominant over a top 10 team to not have them in the number one spot. Uh, they looked very good. Um, you know, I gave shit in Carson Beck early in the season. I can't keep doing it. The guy can slang. And then Rock Bowers is back. Lad McConkey. Um, he's got some. He's got some good options there with those two fellows. Yep. Uh, Headley has Georgia at number two, Michigan number one, and then Brad has uh, Ohio State number two, Georgia number one. So we have some differences there, which is good mm -hmm. to see. We always like that. Uh, which I mean, I really don't have a problem with. Michigan or Georgia, Ohio State could be one, two, or three. You know, kind of. Yeah, I think I think one, two, and three are interchangeable. Um, four and five, and then I think Oregon is, you know, probably yeah. going to sit at six until they replay Washington in the, hopefully the Pac-12 championship. The biggest thing that I noticed on here, and I, I don't know, Headley, did you forget about Washington and Oregon? There's no Washington and Oregon, especially Washington. They're undefeated. They got to be. They got to be ahead of Texas and Alabama. I don't know. I if if Hedley I would love to hear his reasoning, but you know we're not. He might have just because he's not coming to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. He might have honestly. He might have just forgot. Yeah, that that could be something that little man does. Oh, Headley, you're gonna be taking shots from Isaiah all podcast, <laughs> all podcast. All right. Well, that, those are our rankings. Uh, the, the committee has it Georgia 1, Ohio State 2. Uh, so same as, as Brad has it, actually the exact same. Besides the Oregon-Alabama thing. But. Yep. Michigan 3, FSU-Washington. I I, I'm starting to feel pretty strongly about the Washington being ahead of Florida State at this point, but it's just my opinion. Uh, and then Oregon 6, Texas, and then Alabama. So, And then some big movers. Iowa is up to 16. They're not ranked in the AP poll, and they're 16th in the CFP poll. I don't think I've ever seen a difference as big as that from from the two, you know, major polls. Uh, that is get, actually insane. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, Mizzou went up five spots, or number nine. Louisville, number ten. Louisville is cracks the top ten in Jeff Brom's first year. Um, yeah, he is. He's got them boys. Louisville as a team might be like the bank of the season. Because that's just such an impressive turnaround, what Jeff Brom yeah. has done there. I mean, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. Um, probably going to take them to the ACC championship to play yeah. Florida State. Which will be awesome, because I don't think they play in the regular season. Mm -mm. So that, that'll actually be super fun. Yeah, that could shake things up in the CFP poll, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. Tennessee drops five. Let's see what else. Big movers. Utah down four. Oklahoma State down eight. Kansas down nine. So, yeah. That's the CF people. Tulane still hanging in there. Yep. Top ranked and only ranked uh, group of five team at this point. Mm -hmm. Nine and one. Wow. All right. Is it time for tank and bank? Yes, sir. Okay. I have... I have two tanks this week, but I'll start with one because we're short on guys. So I'm, I'm going to throw an extra tank in there so we get it, the the, uh, the quota in for calling people out. Yeah. Um, my first tank, because I don't want to take it if you have the other one. My first tank is Adidas and their apparel and their football uniforms. I said it during the game. They were like, I get they're doing the, the Veterans Day 
green hoodies, which is great. Do the military style hoodie, but they were so ugly. They were so unbelievably ugly. Like Headley said during the game, let's decide to give our entire coaching staff pre-pit stained pits because they were black. And then the font was super weird. And uh, everything Adidas makes is hideous. They make ugly apparel. And then I remember we're watching the the Kirk Ferentz interview post-game, and he's wearing a, a Nike Iowa football sweatshirt, and it looks so clean. It just said Iowa football on it in just like a normal hoodie that I would love to be able to wear. But instead, Adidas has ugly clothing. It actually pisses me off. Okay, so there's my rant. Sorry. That's actually, instead of a tank, that turned into more of a rant. But anyway, I just feel so strongly about it. That's actually, not only is that tank of the week, it's tank of the year, it's tank of the century, is Adidas football uniforms and apparel. Man, I really hope Adidas is not listening to this podcast. We're definitely not getting a sponsorship. I don't. Um, I don't want one from Adidas. They suck. Hey, I like their shoes. Um, I do too. Actually, they do that good. My tank is going to be Oklahoma State. You you just got your fanny waxed, dude. Absolutely waxed. Um, it's big for UCF, especially their first year in the conference. Yeah, that's a good tank. My other tank is the uh, Washington defender dropping the ball before uh, crossing the end zone. That I is a that. massive tank. That's a, I that saw that. Getting off of the, the funny rant you know, side of things, that's a legit contender for tank of the year. Because not only yeah. did he drop it before, he, it was two yards short. It wasn't yeah. even close. No, it was not close at all. And then they were celebrating, and then you just saw his face go like blank. And he was like, oh, shit. I might have dropped it too early. It, the video was hilarious that I watched. Um, I agree with that. I like that tank. I also had another one. My tank is going to be Marcus Satterfield. Scatterfield. Uh, Good tank. Third and goal. Why are we why are we passing the ball? We already had three interceptions in the game. We didn't. He's just. I know you got to try to instill some that you trust your players. But your third string quarterback, like Max said earlier, true freshman wide receiver. You, you can't do stuff like that. You just you just can't. Run the ball. No. All right, bank time. My bank is a situation that normally would be a tank. But it's not a tank when you're getting $76 million deposited in your bank account. Jimbo Fisher is my bank of the week. Congratulations <laughs> to Jimbo Fisher. He's going to get paid like $8 million a year for the next seven years to – just sit on his couch and go golfing every now and then. I like that bank. That's pretty funny too. Um, my, bank, my bank is that I've kind of turned things around with my locks. I have now hit three straight. Look at this guy. He's his own I, bank. I'm on, I'm on a heater a little bit here. Actually, I have two banks. Oh, here we go. Max. Finally hit an underdog this season. Not only did he hit his underdog, he hit the biggest underdog of the year so far. 11 points. Let's go, man. Let's He's now in the, the race. Board. You are in the race. Yeah, that was big. That That is a big one. I, I couldn't believe Northwestern was 11-point dogs. That was crazy. Yeah, that is actually insane. 
it's funny because uh, we could also just shout out Wisconsin for being a tank because now the two biggest underdog hits have been against Wisconsin because it was yeah. Northwestern plus 11, and then it was Iowa plus 10.5 for Devin over Wisconsin. So uh, thanks, Wisconsin. Yeah. Tank of the season right there. Yeah. All right, with that, Week 12 preview. Um, the biggest matchup, primetime game in Corvallis, Oregon. The tickets are ridiculously expensive for this game because it's obviously the last year, unfortunately, that Oregon State has playing these massive games like this. Um, number five, Washington. Number 11, Oregon State. Primetime, 630. It's where college game day should be, but it's not. Uh, super pumped for this game. The line has shifted. It was Washington minus one. It's now Oregon State minus two and a half. Uh, go Beef. Yep, I, got. I agree. Go Beef here. Um, massive game. Um, like I said, when we were doing the uh, CFP, our rankings, could change where I put Washington. Um, if you know they lose this game, I'm probably going to put Oregon ahead of them. If they win the game, I'll probably put them ahead of Florida State. It's a massive game for that entire program. Yeah. It's going to really show that they have some resilience when they've been down the past couple of weeks and they can fight back and win a huge game. Yeah, it's true. I think everything will work itself out in the end eventually. It usually does. But uh, the importance of this game, because if Washington wins this, I 100% believe the committee will move them into that top four, mm -hmm. uh, which is obviously where you need to be come postseason time in that top four. So it, it would be huge. That'd be a huge result because that'd be a great win. Yeah, it would be a massive win. Uh, K-State at Kansas, another top 25 matchup here. K-State favored by a touchdown and a half. Um, little rivalry action before rivalry week because Kansas State always plays Iowa State on rivalry week, known as Farmageddon. Um, but, yeah, it should be a good one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, kind of surprised the spread's that high. Um, but K-State's been kind of on a heater. Um, and Kansas has been kind of battling with some tough losses uh, recently. But I think it's going to be a great game. And then Utah, Arizona, another top 25 Pac-12 matchup. Awesome game. The Pac-12 has given us, like, great games every week. It is, it's literally such a shame this conference is going away. We this have is two Pac-12 games in the preview. Yeah, it's another, another awesome game. Uh, the line is even. Utah, Arizona. Um. Should be a really good game. I don't know. Man. And then Georgia, Tennessee. Um, could be interesting. I'm actually surprised the line is is only 10. I thought it'd be like 16 for Georgia. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think last week it was only 10 for him as well against – or was – It was like 11, I think, maybe 11, 12. 10 and a half. 10 and a half, okay. So, yeah, I mean – you saw what they did against Ole Miss, and I think Ole Miss would beat Tennessee. So, very surprising the line is this low, which is insane because it's, you know, two top 20 teams in the country playing each other, and they're a 10-point favorite. Even though they are number one, still, they are a different beast. 10 points is not enough for them. And I, I did want to point out that uh... – Speaking of Georgia, Tennessee, a couple of SEC teams. I like that they're actually playing tough opponents this week because this is the SEC November Cupcake Week. That is ridiculous. I don't know why it's still a thing. Uh, LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, 
Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Alabama all play either in FCS or Group of Five team this week. It is that's just so ridiculous. It's so stupid, and it's such like a, it like it's a big advantage, really, you know. But whatever. Yeah, eight conference games is ridiculous. Hopefully next year when they have more teams in the conference, they bump it up to nine. Yeah, but ridiculous. You have probably the best conference in college football, and you're playing cupcake games in November. Yeah, and this you could use this as an argument as to why they aren't the best conference in college football because they only play eight conference games, and they play mm-hmm. cupcake games. So, yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, Ole Miss playing University of Louisiana Monroe. Come on. Spread pick of the week. Shout out, yep. cupcake game. Cupcake. Shouldn't even be a thing, but it is. Big Ten would never. No. Big Ten is built on integrity. Yeah. Uh, Big Ten West Division action. Purdue at Northwestern. Uh, Wildcats favored by one and a half. And then, of course, the other massive game for the Big Ten West standings. Illinois at a 16th-ranked Iowa. Iowa's favored by roughly three points right now, depending on where you look. So, almost a coin flip game. And uh, I think both of those games are kind of a coin flip. Either team yeah. could win. Um, but go Burt. Go Burt, man. If Iowa wins, they clinch the division. They will be going to Indy to play. Right now, it looks like obviously either um, Michigan or Ohio State. But if they lose, and if Nebraska wins, then it comes down to the Corn Bowl, which is what we want. Of course, as we get into our Nebraska at Wisconsin preview, 6.30 night game on NBC primetime. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by four and a half. Um, that line has kind of moved all over the place, but it's most recently been going down. Um, Braylon Allen is a game-time decision. He's day-to-day right now. Uh, Tanner Mordecai will likely play, but he has the broken hand still and hasn't quite looked the same. Um, Wisconsin's pretty handicapped on offense right now. They're, they're not playing good offense. They scored 14 against Indiana, and then they scored 10, but really three points against Northwestern. So there, there's some trouble on offense there. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's tough when you, guys you rely on aren't able to play. Um, we kind of saw that this past week with Harburg. You know, he went out and we had to put in our backups and they didn't perform. You know, we kind of, you know, got a glimpse of what it's like there. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a huge game for Nebraska to keep our hopes for Big Ten West alive. Um, I know it does come down to Iowa, Illinois. Um but this is huge if they can pull this off and Illinois pulls it off as well. Yeah. And earlier when I said Wisconsin lost two straight, they have lost three straight. Cause before that they lost to Ohio state. So they yep. are on a three game losing streak. Um, and in their last five, they only have one win and it was the 25, 21 win over Illinois They're, that they barely won. They mm-hmm. scored a touchdown with what, like 20 seconds to go. Yeah. It was a garbage time. Well, I guess not garbage time, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? At Critical time. Critical. Yeah. Um, and then the week before that, they, of course, lost to Iowa 15-6. to So they're not looking good. I mean, six points against Iowa, 25 points against Illinois, which right before that they had 18 points. Um, and Illinois has maybe the worst defense in the, uh, in the Big Ten. 
And then 10 against Ohio State, 14 against Indiana, 10 against Northwestern. Again, that offense is really struggling right now. Um, not really much of an identity. There's actually been former Wisconsin players this week coming out and saying, you know, look what we did to Paul Christ. You know, shouldn't have done that. So that's kind of, they're, you know, a bit of a dire situation right now. Some, some feathers getting rustled in Madison. They're not yeah. happy. No, they aren't happy. Um, hopefully their fans aren't egregious while we are there. But who knows? Anything can happen. We just have. know – I don't think we'll experience fans as bad as Colorado, but no. they could be a little upset and a little – what is it? A little antsy. I think you know, they'll be in their deer blinds all day. Yeah. it's for, Yeah, opening day deer hunting up there. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll run into some that are really nice, and I think we'll, there's going to be some dicks. But, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Um, House of Pain, Jump Around is going to be on repeat this week. Pump to go there. Really, I'm, I'm glad it's a night game. We get all day to experience Madison. And man, let's just get this win. I hate Wisconsin almost as much as Iowa. Yeah, we, I really, I'd say Wisconsin's right after Iowa for who I hate right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, the only time Nebraska has beat Wisconsin was 2012, the year we meet, met them in the Big 12, Big 10 championship. I was at the game. It was a night game. Ooh. But it, was at, it was at Memorial, though. That's all right. Still, it's all right. 11 years later, here we are. Yeah. Time to turn things around. We haven't beaten uh, Wisconsin in Madison since the 1960s. So Now, we weren't in the same conference so, for a long time, so we weren't playing them every year. But still, uh, the stat is what the stat is. In the Big Ten era of Nebraska, we have not beat Wisconsin in Camp Randall. No. It's hard to change that, man. I, I, I feel like my gut reaction to this is that the computer models have been loving Wisconsin all year, hence why they were 10.5-point favorites over Iowa, 11-point favorites over Northwestern. Um, they were only 14-point dogs to Ohio State, which actually did hold true, so good for the badge there. Um how much were they favored by against Indiana? Let me see. They Probably lost 11 and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, interesting. Uh, they almost got reverse covered. Yeah. I think this game could easily be a pick em. Uh I know Nebraska has the struggles right now in offense and the turnover struggles. Honestly, they don't even it's, – it's almost like it's – the offense does struggle, but not as much as, like, we think. Because the turnovers just handicap that. Like, it's a turnover problem. I don't think it's a huge offense issue. Because I think the running game has, for the most part, been there. Emmett Johnson looks good. Um, and the offense is still ahead of some other Power 5 teams. And statistically, not even close to what Iowa's been. It's just the, the turnovers. And I'm beating a dead horse by saying that. But Yeah. I mean, we have the number one rush, def- or rush offense in the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't know why we aren't just trusting it and going with it. In our rush defense, you know, it, Braylon Allen's not 100%. Ches Malusi is out. We have the number three ranked rush defense in the country. It's time to stop that, force a broken hand, Tanner Mordecai, without his leading wide receiver to make plays. And that's that. I mean, 
the, the defense go out there and win this game and the offense just give it to Emmett Johnson and let's win the game seven to three. I'll take any score as yeah. long as Nebraska's leading. That should be the Does game plan matter. all the way. Yep. Or, you know what? Not even seven. Alvano kicks it seven times. That's how we get 21. And then Wisconsin scores. We'll give them two. They're going to get a safety on us. That's it. <laughs> all right. Um, is that good for a, a Nebraska-Wisconsin preview? Super yeah. Super yep. for the game. Yep. So, uh, game of the week. I think Max and I have the same one, probably. Washington, Oregon State. Washington, Oregon State, indeed. That is my game of the week. Um, that's an I awesome would... matchup. That atmosphere in Corvallis is going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. We get to watch that game, too, don't we? No, because it's a night game. Oh, it was a night game. Well, Saturday we'll night. be checking the stats. Yeah, we'll be checking the score. We'll be, checking, we'll, we'll be tuning in every now and then. Yeah, that's uh, also Saturday night. An honorary game of the week, Nebraska-Wisconsin. We're going to be in Camp Randall on the 50-yard line. Yeah, 50-yard line, 40th row. Headley, I know you're jealous because those are amazing seats. Yeah, we're going to be living it up all day in Madison. I've been to Madison once before. Top five college town in the U.S. by far. Like, it's it's awesome. Um, it's gonna be, be drinking that Spotted Cow. Spotted cow. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a Wisconsin bomb. That Just read up on nasty. that today. PBR with a hard boiled egg. Yeah, you can have that, and I'll I'll just sip on some spotted cow. I'm gonna try a Wisconsin bomb. We also should get some ICB action while we're there. <laughs> Speaking of ICBs, I was at the bar on Saturday, and the guys next to me got two of them. Whoa! I was like, all right, chill out. <laughs> At the Dubliner. All right. It's time for locks, dogs, and picks. Brad is yeah. not here, so I will give us a yeah, record yeah, yeah, update. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm going to go everything from the leader to the worst, make it easier for everyone to follow along. Last week, Connor led the way, 9-3. and three. Good job, Con man. Next, we had a three-way tie, 8-4. and four. Max, Isaiah, and Headley. I'm going to refer to myself as uh, third person. And then right after that, seven and five for Bradley and Devin. So everyone actually had a pretty good week. All everyone was in within a couple games of each other. So that's nice. And then our guest picker, which was not a guest at all, it was just not Headley, uh, went four and eight. Locks, we only had three people hit their locks. That would be myself, Isaiah, and Headley, which isn't bad. Uh, only one underdog hit. You know, it's your boy, Northwestern plus 11. That's 11 points on the board, and that's big. So I'm right back in the thick of things. You are now ahead of Bradley, who has had two dogs hit. Let's go. And I'm only I'm only half point back of uh, Connor. Connor. Yep. Uh, wins. Leading the way right now. Isaiah, 106 correct picks on the year. 10, we have, 10 game we have, lead there. Yeah, that's actually big. You're, you're fucking hammering that shit. Yeah. Uh, we have a two-way tie for second. Headley and Connor, 10 games back at 96 wins. Uh, and then I am third, or I guess you'd call it fourth in this case because of the tie. 94, so I'm two games back. And then another two games back is Devin at 92. And then Brad is five games back from Devin at 87. So hey, we are, we're all in the green. We got well, no as red. it should be for straight-up picks, as it should be. Yeah. So that's yep. good. Locks, I caught Devin this week because he did not hit his lock, and I did. So Devin and I are tied at the lead, eight and three. 
Good stuff, Devin. I like where we're at right now. Only one game back, and in second place is Headley at 7-4, and four, doing superb. Nice job, Headley. Then we have Bradley at 5-6, and six, sneaking up on that 500 record. And then uh, Connor and Isaiah bringing in the rear on the, the locks, 4-7. and seven. Still not the worst. Still it's not, not the worst. worst. Not the worst. Still Tied for I mean, worst. it is the worst out of us, but it's not like it could be worse. I think I did. I'll, I'll have to look back at last year. I think I only had four. And then underdogs were going points here. So Headley leads the way with 20 points. Very nice job, Headley. You're nailing the dogs this year. Then Isaiah at 16 and a half. Next is Devin at 16. Very close. Then we have Connor at 11 and a half. And then I am on the board now at 11. Only half point back there from Connor. And then Brad is at six points on the year. So that's our record update for everyone. And, uh, Time for locks, dogs, and uh, and picks. It's only two of us. Connor and Devin have not gotten their picks in, so unfortunately we can't say theirs right now. Our guest picker this week, Isaiah and I are going to be deciding who would win in a battle between the mascots of the matchup. That's the guest picker. Uh, can't wait to see how this goes. So, Isaiah. I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, absolutely love it. This is going to be awesome. We're, we haven't even filled it in. We're doing it live time. We're going to debate it every time. Game one, Friday night. This is a nine thirty. We got to do our locks and dog. Oh God, I was so excited to get in the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the mask. Okay. <laughs> uh, my lock for this week. I'm going ACC action. NC State, Virginia Tech under forty five and a half. I think Virginia Tech's offense sucks, and NC State has a really, really good defense. Yeah, I like that. Um, we talked about it earlier. The spread should be bigger. I'm going Georgia minus 10 over Tennessee. I think they are going to easily cover that. And then Headley's going uh, with the tried and true Iowa under. Uh, it's 30 and a half playing Illinois this weekend. Which is funny because that would have tied the old record, but is just a non-news story anymore because last week's was 27 and a half, so... Um, and that's all the locks we have in. Obviously, Connor, Brad, and Devin will get theirs in at a later date. Underdog, I'm going North Carolina plus seven against Clemson. Um, I think Clemson is a good team. I think. I mean, I think. I think Clemson's going to win, but I think UNC's got a chance. I think they have a better than a plus seven chance. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna take seven points. I got UCLA plus six and a half against the Trojans. Um, Trojans are kind of down. They had a good game last week. UCLA is also down, but I think they're going to turn things around and they're going to lock down Caleb Williams and they're going to win this game. Give me those six and a half points. Very nice. And then Headley's got Michigan State plus three and a half against Indiana. Uh, I really like that pick because Headley's got the lead right now and I think Michigan State could easily win that. Get himself three and a half more points. Good strategy. All right, now into the picks where I wanted to, to go. Friday night, Colorado at Washington State. This is a 9.30 central kick. So the boys are going to be able to have this game on during the car ride, late night kick, because we're going to be on a late night drive. So it actually works out perfect. And it's an interesting game because I get to root my ass off against Colorado. I love it. Super excited for it. Uh, so I'm picking Wazoo. Yeah, I'm also going Wazoo here. Like Max said, we hate Colorado. 
be rooting our asses off against them. And it's on a car ride to Madison. Colorado loses. Nebraska wins. Let's go. Come on. Weekend. Turn me up. The uh, the certified Colorado hater, the certified hater, as he likes to call it, Headley, is hating. He has taken Wazoo. I love it. Brad has also taken Wazoo. And then who are we taking for the mascot matchup? We got the Cougars and the Buffaloes. We're starting off with a tough one. This is a tough one right out of the gate. This is tough because, you know, we hate Colorado. But the fucking Buffalo, man. I mean, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to go, obviously, unbiased on this. Yeah. I don't know, though, because every time I think about it, like, a Buffalo is way bigger and stronger. But, like, the Cougar can move, and it can bite. It's yeah, got it teeth, can, you know? It can, it can claw. bite and slash. But, but if the Buffalo gets a hold of the Cougar, it's game over. You think Buffalo? Because the Cougar's not like a, it's not like a like a freaking tiger. Yeah, it's kind of small. It's smaller. Hmm. I'm gonna go Buffalo just because it's, it's so. I think they're so big and and overpowering. Yeah, I think we have to put all bias aside. We gotta we gotta go Buff. That's a t- that is actually a tough one to start off with though. Yeah, a Coogan Buff. It, that is very tough. Next one's obviously easy. All right. Well, I I got we got uh, Louisville and Miami, um, one and a half point spread here, which is is interesting. Vegas knows something. It's always scary, but I got Louisville. Yeah, I think that spread is because they lost a pen, um, which is tough. But what what or what? Pit. They lost a pit. Louisville. <laughs> you like um, to make up things. Yeah, I'm not very good with actual things. Um, Obviously, Louisville fans, since I came out of the womb, I'm going Cardinals here. And then uh, Headley's got Miami, and Brad is taking Louisville. Hey, Headley, suck my balls. Okay, and there it is. Uh, Mascot matchup, it's got to be a hurricane. A hurricane hurricane would kill a Cardinal. Nah, dude. You think a Cardinal's sitting in a tree during 120-mile-an-hour winds in Monsoon? Nah, dude. The Cardinals leaving before the hurricane even gets there. No, that's not how this works, man. They're face-to-face. That's the Cougar and Buffalo. Because then we just go with the Cougar because it could run away. All right. It's Hurricane. Hurricane. Damn it. Sorry, man. That's how it has to be. SMU at Memphis. Two eight and two teams in the American Athletic Conference. Group of five. Game of the week. Uh, I'm going to go SMU because I'm going with Vegas. I thought the spread would be closer, but it's not. Yeah, I'm going Smoo here. Headley is also taking Smoo. Brad is also taking Smoo. Mascot, this one's easy, man. Tigers versus Mustangs. Oh, uh, yeah, we got to go Tigers. Yeah, Tigers. Memphis is winning that one. I mean, the, if the Mustang gives him a kick to the chest, co- or gives Tigers dead. Yeah, but... The Tigers. The likelihood of that happening is not very likely. Tigers ripping into that thing. Next, North Carolina at Clemson. Uh, I think this could be a really good matchup. It's a you know, I mean preseason. I would have thought this would have been like a top fifteen game. Not so much anymore. I'm going to go with Clemson though because uh, a they're the home team. B Vegas has a favorite, and then C most importantly, I am hedging my dog. I don't like to hedge, man. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. 
Uh, I'm going Clemson here. Vegas knows something, and I don't really know much about the ACC this year. Uh, Headley, Brad also going with Clemson. And this one we have a Tiger, Tiger. versus Tar Heel. What the hell is a Tar Heel? Tigers winning again. I mean, their mascot's like a big horn sheep. A big horn sheep? Yeah, something what, like what's, that. What's that going to do against a Tiger? Or a maybe, I mean, maybe it's like a ram. I don't even know. A Tar Heel? I don't even know, honestly. Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Devin, but the Tigers are eating that thing. All right, next, uh, UCLA at USC. Another little taste of rivalry week before the actual rivalry week next next uh, week. I'm going to go USC in this one. Um, that's a really tough loss for UCLA last week against Arizona State. Don't like the look of it at all, so I'm going with the Troj. Yeah, like I said earlier, both these teams are kind of down. But I think you said we can hear you freaking washing your hand. Like, I, I I had to wash my hands, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I got. I don't hedge. I don't do that anymore. Give me the Bruins. All right. Good. Doubling down on the underdog. I do like that. I respect that a lot. Headley Bradley also going with USC as uh, as I did. Now we have Trojans versus Bruins. Dude, this is like a boxing match here. I mean, the Trojans got all the armor and the sword. Yeah, but Bruin's a brute, dude. Yeah, Bruin, Bruin's a big-ass thing. I mean, I, let, I feel like we can't overthink it, and we just got to go with the Bruin, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Bruin here. Okay. I'm thinking Big Bruin old Bruin. For, Bruin for sure. Could have been a sneaky good matchup, but yeah, Bruin. Bruin takes the cake. Yep. All right, game six, spread pick. Louisiana Monroe, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is favored by 36 and a half. We love our November cupcake games for the SEC. Uh, I think Ole Miss takes full advantage, and they cover that spread. Yeah, Ole Miss definitely needs to take advantage of this. I got them covering. And then uh, Headley has no cover, and Bradley has yes on the um, Ole Miss cover. Louisiana Monroe is the – they're the Warhawks. Um, versus the Rebels? Versus the Rebels. I'm taking Rebs, dude. Yeah, I would take Rebs. I like the Rebs. Like I said, it's Ole Miss year. They're year to beat down the mascot. Yeah, we'll take the Rebels. That just sounds meaner. I'm assuming a Rebel has a gun, too, so he can just shoot the Hawk. A gun, sword, something? Yeah. Something Hawk like comes that. down, just slash it. Bird All down. Right. Rebels beat the the Warhawks. Although I do, I honestly, I really like the mascot Warhawk. That sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound very fierce. All right, Purdue at Northwestern, Big Ten West action. One and a half point favorites uh, are the Wildcats, and I'm going to go with Northwestern. They've it really impressed me uh, this year. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, start of the season, did not think Northwestern had a chance at a bowl game, and here they are. I'm taking the Wildcats. Headley and, and Brad are also taking Northwestern. So on a one and a half point spread, we're all picking the same team there. We have the Boilermaker versus the, versus the Wildcats. Dude, that is train this... is just running over the Wildcat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it are the talking, train? Okay. Is it the train or is it the goofy looking guy? Ah, that's true. I think it's got to be the goofy looking guy because that's their actual mascot. 
Yeah, because that is a boiler maker, you know. Yeah, he do be making the thing boil. <laughs> yeah, let's go Wildcats. Yeah, yep, I agree. I I was thinking, you know, train to just yeah. see ya, but Honestly, it's, it's got to be the, the maker of the boil. You can, you can take that one either route, but if we go with the goofy-looking guy, the Wildcat is ripping that dude to shreds. <laughs> Next, Illinois at number 16, Iowa. Iowa favored by three and a half. I'm going to go with Illinois. This is just a homer pick. I, I mean, I think to, the game's a toss-up anyway, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm going to go to the homer side of it. Go Illini. Go Burt. We need this win for Illinois. I'm going to go three straight weeks of picking the opponent of Iowa. Give me Burt and Illinois, baby. Headley is uh, going Closeted. Iowa. Closeted Iowa fan. Not surprised. <laughs> and then Brad is going Illinois. I think Brad is probably on the same page as uh, you and I, Isaiah, where it's uh, we need that one. So yep. might as well take it. Mascot, fighting a line eye and a Hawkeye. This is fighting lame. Fighting a This fighting is lame. A yeah, it's just someone from Illinois who fights. Yeah, all you gotta do is take down a hawk. Easy, shoot that. Oh, thing. okay. Interesting. You just shoot it. I don't even know. Well, does does an Illini who fights has does that person have a gun? I feel like a lot of people that live in Illinois have guns. Okay. That, Fighting Illini beats a Hawkeye. That's my uh, justification there. We are giving. The uh, fighting Illini guns in this scenario. The fighting Illini gets a gun and shoots the Hawkeye. Yep. Kansas State and Kansas, top 25 matchup. K-State favored by about a touchdown. And I am going to go with K-State because I think Kansas might still be on that third-string quarterback, unfortunately, which is tough for the Jayhawks, but mm -hmm. it's reality. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking K-State as well. Shout out Linden Meyer. Um, I think... K-State's just kind of on a, a heater right now. Headley is taking Kansas, and Brad is taking K-State. Headley needs Kansas, I'm pretty sure, for his bet. Oh, yeah, for the bet, yeah. I think and he needs one more. That's such tough timing with the, the quarterback situation, too. Yeah, bad beat. Yeah, could be. Um, all right, Jayhawk and another Wildcat. Wildcat. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. That's easy. All right, Georgia at Tennessee. Ranked matchup here. It's at Tennessee. Big rivalry. Should be a good atmosphere in Neyland Stadium. Only a 10-point spread, which which surprised me, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia won this game again like they did last week, 50 to, you know, 17. So give me Georgia. Yeah, I agree. My lock of the week is for them to cover 10, and they're going to do it. I got the Bulldogs. And then Headley and Brad. Not surprisingly, also taking Georgia. Um, and then we have Bulldogs and Volunteers. Sounds like Michael Vick. Wait a minute. <laughs> are, are You're saying Michael Vick is a volunteer? No, because he had the dog fighting ring. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, are we giving <laughs> the Volunteers guns? A volunteer like... doesn't have a gun. A volunteer no, doesn't. he's a volunteer. Yeah. They're not, so, they don't like, get guns. Yeah. Bull, Bulldog wins that. I think I think Bulldog takes the cake. They're they're kind of aggressive. Yeah. 
Let's go Bulldog. The Georgia Bulldog mascot, too. He's pissed off. He's always in the little little doghouse. I don't know. If we're thinking about it, literally, a volunteer is just a person, and I feel like I could just go up to a Bulldog and just hit the thing as hard as I can. All right, moving on to the next one. <laughs> if you're doing a person versus a dog, you just go up to the dog and you fucking waste it. <laughs> we got to move on. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> this is a hypothetical. We did the same thing. Fighting uh, a lion eye, you're gonna treat you're gonna treat a hawkeye differently than you're gonna treat a dog. Yes. You, you said you said the lion eye would just shoot a hawkeye. Yeah, it's a bird. Is the volunteer People gonna shoot birds. the dog? You, you don't hunt dogs. That's that's not allowed. That's not how we're thinking about this. No, that's how. That's the, the logical thinking that people can hunt birds, but you can't hunt dogs. I thought we were just going free for all of this. No, I I think I crossed the line with dogs. No, oh, that's crazy, man. What, hey, what, we, what if? What, oh, what were we gonna say? No, nothing. No, you had something. What, I was what, gonna say, what if you had like a rebel versus a fighting a line? I think it'd be fucking humans going to war. Well, a rebel is like a a rebel a human. Yeah, it's a human. Yeah, but like, like you, you think of a rebel, he's like a he's got some like. Is a rebellious gear. human being. He's got like some gear. I don't know what your point is. What is your point? Wait, are you talking? Can we can we go to the next uh, pick? Next, I, I, I'm flabbergasted that you were saying you just go up and kick a dog. <laughs> the scenario. <laughs> That's how a human. I say it. What if you had a rogue dog that was what attacking if you? What if I would punch it? Exactly. I think kicking is excessive. Oh my god. Okay, what if it's a volunteer at a animal shelter? I mean, then they would just put it down like in a medical way. So you're actually just proving your point even worser. Dogs have to be put down sometimes, <laughs> Isaiah. The volunteer at the medical shelter, unfortunately, right. has to put down the bulldog. Volunteer mascot. All right, volunteer. Volunteer takes it. You've convinced me. The medical shelter volunteer is putting down the bulldog. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Utah, Arizona. That was an all-time segment right there. Utah, we got, okay. Utah, Arizona. Uh, I'm going. I actually can't. I can't even decide on this one. I have Arizona right now, but I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Utah. I'm sticking with Arizona. And Fafita. Give me the cats. All right. And then uh, Headley has Arizona as well. And then Brad has Utah. I figured that one, just like the spread shows, would be pretty split. Now we have a Ute versus a Wildcat. Isaiah, a Ute is an Indian. They have bow and arrows. Bow and arrow. Yep. Give me the Ute. Oh, really? I was still going to say Wildcat. Bro, you just... So we have we're working with a really skilled Indian. Yeah, yeah, that thing can be run out of him. All right, if you say so. I, I got the Ute man. We we might have just made two wrong picks in a row That's regarding fine. the Ute and the volunteer, but all volunteer, right, volunteer volunteer is something. Um, a human being could anyway. 
It's just not even close when you actually think about it. It is actually not even close. <laughs> a volunteer is beating a dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, Washington, Oregon State. Game of the week. Night game in Madison. Uh, not in Madison. We'll be in Madison keeping track of this game. This game is going to be in Corvallis, Oregon. It's going to be a great atmosphere. <laughs> and I'm going to take Oregon State. Go Beavs. <laughs> I need I need to regain um, composure here for the pod, for the sake of the pod. I'm also going beef here. Okay, good. Uh, Headley's going beef, and Brad is going Washington. That's going to be an awesome game. Could be a coin flip. Now we have Beavers versus Huskies. Dude, that's, is, a, that's a good matchup. It's an all-time matchup right there, if you that ask me. That is a good matchup. That, I don't even know who – I don't know. This – this is a big discussion here. Huskies, they are fierce. Yeah. No, they are fierce. Have you ever seen a beaver? You don't fuck with their house. No, and they got they got claws and they got, they got claws. They got they got them big old chompers. They got and they teeth. got the tail. They just whack the dog with the tail real quick and just Oh man, what is actually winning between a husky and a beaver? I I I'm gonna leaning towards beaver. I would lean beef. Because, you know, they just – they turn around with that tail, smack him a little bit. Although, I don't know, man. The husky opens its mouth and just chomps on the beef if it okay. if it gets a hold of it. We're talking – okay, both scenarios. The fiercest husky alive, all right, against the biggest, baddest, fiercest beaver known to mankind, okay? They collide. I I think I'm taking the beaver. Really? I, really, I I think I gotta go beef. I'm gonna def- I'll defer to you on this one and go beef as well because I, I apparently you have a little bit more expertise in dogs. I guess a beaver can beat a dog, but a volunteer can. Anyway, uh, yeah, we we can go uh we can go beavers. <laughs> All right, <laughs> now we go Nebraska, Wisconsin. We are going to be there. Half of the power sixes, along with Matty K. Not Headley. Four and a half point spread, night game. I got to go Nebraska here. And the defense gets the job done big time. Nebraska wins 23 to six. Uh, If Northwestern can score 24, then we can score 23. And that Wisconsin offense is struggling right now. And our defense is really good. So 23 to six. I like that, Max. Uh, I think our defense is going to pick it up. Um, the offense is still going to be a little shaky, but I'm still taking Nebraska, 13 to 10. We've seen we've been on the wrong side of that score twice this year. Let's be on I the like right that. side. I like that. We're going to be thir- end of the third quarter. We're all going to be on the 50 yard line. It's going to be 13 to seven. We're going to be jumping around, and Headley is not. But we're going to be jumping around. Headley's going to be jealous. I'm going to send lots of videos of that that part right there. The Isaiah calling out Headley counters at like 50 now. It, it should be – it's going to be a lot higher by the end of the weekend. All right. Uh, Headley and Brad also taking Nebraska. Uh, Brad doesn't have his score in, uh, but Headley does. He has 14 to 13 Nebraska wins. And then – Lastly, Cornhusker versus uh, a Badger. I mean, if we're if we're giving no, no, no. off, hey, 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 I got this. All right, okay. A Cornhusker is a farmer. All right, farmers 
are the most strapped people you'll see alive. They always got a gun on them. They see a badger out in their field, bang, gone. Badger's dead. I'll give it to the badger, though. They're very fierce. You, you don't fuck with honey badger. All right? You, you've all seen the video. You don't fuck with honey badger because honey badger don't care. But farmer don't care either. Just bang, dead. I think it's hilarious that any time so far that we've had a human mascot, we've just decided that they get a gun, and that's just game over. Okay, no. Volunteer. Volunteer. We literally gets said a, the volunteer. You said he gets his foot, and he's just going to kick him to death. That's what you said. Which would literally be the case. Like, I'm talking in realities here, Isaiah. Okay. You, the you got a bow and arrow. That's not a gun. We gave the Fighting Illini and the Rebels guns. And yeah, we called like, it good. We said they get guns, it's over. Yeah, we did do that. <laughs> hey, the Cornhusker gets a gun, too. Cornhusker's beating a badger. Give me. I want... No. Put Lil Red in there. I think no. Lil Red can do that. Why wouldn't I just put... Uh... Oh, my God. I can't even... You want Lil Red? Yeah, I like Lil Red. All right. Wish we still had Lil Red. L Lil Red says 24 to nothing. Okay. Lil Red, 24 to none. Okay. Because Lil Red apparently has a gun. Lil Red has a shotgun. All right. <laughs> well, after very interesting... Pick segment in which, again, we just gave any human mascot a gun, and then every uh, every other scenario we talked it through. Um, that's gonna be the episode for this week. So we'll see how the mascots do. We'll see how the picks do. Go Illinois. Go Nebraska. We need those two wins. Uh, and the boys are gonna be in Madison, just having an amazing time. The vibes are gonna be as good as they get. Yeah, uh, can't say that anymore. The vibes in Madison are going to be the best we have experienced in our entire lifetime. And too bad little man Jacob Headley does not get to experience it because he'd rather sit on the couch and watch the football game with Nolan. Um, it sucks, man. You can't be there with us. You should be. Your roommate's going. You should be there. Come on now. With that being said, I hope you and guys enjoyed <laughs> – Max and I doing the mascot matchup. Hilarious. I love the idea, Max. I love how we debated everything. Awesome. Um, that being said, like Max said, go Illinois. Go Brett Bilma. Go get your Golden Corral after this game. You need to eat up after that big win. And go Skurs. The boys go. are going to be in Madison. Let's go. We'll be jumping around. Max is going to have us listen to the song 20 times on the way there. We're going to know every word. Repeat. Repeat. On repeat the rest of this week. Yeah, With that being said, I hope you guys all have a safe weekend. To all you fans traveling up to Madison, us included, drive safe and go Big Red.